Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe. Worshipful Brother Ken. Brother Raph. We got some others in the house sitting in the back, but uh, they don't get mics. So, first thing I want to do, plug our sponsorship, www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. I make new shirts every single day. Uh, one I'm going to be doing for 4th of July, I'm actually going to be Donating the, donating the profits to that one as well to the more to the uh, the oh, wounded warrior. warriors project as well. Um, the other thing I want to do is we're going to give some shout outs some people who like the podcast on Facebook. First one, a guy named Willie Tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get into him later. <laughs> but uh, it's saw that one. I was wondering. There's a story there. Yep. There's a story there. We'll get into that at the end. But uh, it's brother Rob Fowler again. My Agent 47, who's got a shirt on bound, inbound for him. Uh, Greg Schultz, Joseph Schultz, and Adam Stoddard. So, brethren, right hand to arms. Wow. Arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 All right. Freemasons podcast Facebook page. We had two things, actually. Uh, before I get into the Facebook page, on Apple, we had a two-star review. Uh, we always ask for a five-star, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you want to leave a review, that's fine. I don't care what star it is. I'd prefer five stars, because those are great, because they get us more popularity and all that stuff. But if you're going to leave a lesser than a five-star review... Just tell us why. Leave yeah, a rating some, as well. Give us some feedback. Give us some feedback. Tell us what <laughs> we need to fix, what you would like to see different, just so we can work on it. Rocco's watching us online right now. He just went to arms. Awesome. Delayed as usual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speed of light. Still screwing up the toast. Still screwing up the toast, Remotely. even from home. Um, the other thing we had was a Facebook review by Greg Schultz. And I'm going to read it on here. It was yesterday at 7.58. I'm glad I stumbled onto this podcast. I've been a Freemason for 26 years and a past master of our lodge. The podcast is informative, raw, and relevant to today's Freemasonry. Keep up the good work, brothers. Awesome. So, Thank you. We're going to recharge our cannons. Somebody find me that stuff. A ginger ale. Not a ginger ale. Yeah. Although okay. we'll get already starting with the ginger. <laughs> already. <sighs> we'll get into it's that. It's not always about you, Joe. Well, it is kind of Hawaiian shirt night. Well, <laughs> there was a it's bottle. Kind of like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> we'll get into it after this toast. Because we we're going to toast. Ginger. We're going to toast Greg Schultz first. Brother Greg Schultz. And actually, he's past my so it would be worshipful brother Greg Schultz. So, uh, where are you? <laughs> Fill in the cannons. Fill in the cannons. Turn it into a little bit of a shit show but 
I didn't know if Joe had something over there. Give you a little Joe Normus. I don't know what Joe's got over there. <laughs> He's got some Johnny Walker blue. Yes. Everybody's welcome to have some. Very smooth. We'll get, into, we'll get, Very into, that, smooth. We'll get into that joke in a minute. All right. Um, but anyway, to Warshall brother, Greg Schultz. Brethren, right hand on arms. To arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, so we were just talking about you brought something up here for Father's Day the other day. Yes, a little little bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Right, so let's talk about this. What? There's still the bottle over there in the corner, <laughs> Very and it's full. It I mean, it's full. not empty. Can you please tell everyone what you did? Well, first and foremost, we shared the bottle, and it's gone. But then what I thought would be funny, since you like to bust on me for being a ginger, I filled it with ginger ale. <laughs> so and you uh, actually got two people tonight. So oh, who is the other guy? Rocco. Rocco. Rocco just posted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I refilled it. Tonight. Figured it's, uh, it's similar in color. Close. It was... And then I even posted on the group chat, hey, brothers, not sure if I'm going to be there tonight, but I left behind a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. And Anybody else? Feel free to feel free to have some. I'll always take some ginger ale. <laughs> um, it's all in the name of temperance, right? Which is the cardinal virtue that we're all working on. That so we're changing week. today. So we've, we've grown, Thank we've God. graduated from the polar prank to the ginger prank. <laughs> um, so and then there will be certainly be more of that coming. Actually, I found a whole website full of ginger jokes. So you got to you got you're going to have a really 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 rough couple of months cuz I think there was like I think it was at least 150 different ginger jokes on this particular website. So can't wait to hear you pronounce those. On point with tonight. All right. Uh, let's talk about the last thing is the Freemasons podcast community page. It was blowing <laughs> up today. It was a good time. Today. It was a good time. It was nonstop. Again, if you want to see all the comedy and all the fun that we have on that with not just us on the podcast, but we actually mix in with all of our fans and all the people who are followers and listeners of the podcast, we had one hell of a time. And Michael Olchin and I think Joe Oxley, <laughs> they they got the title. We have to come yeah. up with some sort of a trophy because... Winners. Michael. <laughs> Michael Michael took some fire today, though. <laughs> Michael started that whole thread today. Yeah, on, yes, a, on voting if uh, you two should uh, continue your banter back and forth. And last I checked, it was overwhelmingly yes. On top of that. There was no no to be responding. Yeah, there was no no. I also didn't set my alarm clock this morning to go to work, so I want to thank him <laughs> for uh, waking me up with the Facebook message Speaking that, the devil, he's on yelled, right that hmm. yelled at me because I thought it was a picture of him in a soccer jersey, which turned out to be a rugby jersey, and... Then, as an ignorant American, I dropped. I said, "Well, there's no such thing as football except for American football." So, <laughs> and then I attacked and him. I attacked him. <laughs> said he was from New Zealand. Hey, Michael. Which apparently, if you're in Australia, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that. <laughs> and uh, actually, me and Mike have something for you coming up. Oh boy. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to see that community page, Rafferty, who was with us tonight. Uh, he monitors that, and if you don't answer the questions, you're not getting in. How many people did you can today? Three. Oh, okay. Gone. See? Everyone got a message sent to them. No response. Two days. Gone. Yeah. 
tell uh, me it's it's worth listening to the episodes and answering the questions because there's a lot of I fun did, on that community. Yeah, I changed up episodes. some of the questions to make them so that you don't have to go back to episode one. Now you do have to listen a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you could probably pick it up in just three episodes what the answers are. And if somebody knows, if you're asking somebody to join, send me a message. Let them know to answer. And I'll make sure they get in. Awesome. And if I, I, I monitor it sometimes. So if you monitor you, it if all the time. But if you've <laughs> talked to me before, like if there's a, somebody who's talked to me before, yeah. I know you're a legit dude and you're asking about the podcast through Facebook Messenger or whatever, I will let you in. Mm. I so don't, there's a backdoor to it. I do give everybody a little opportunity to answer the questions. I don't just nuke them right off the bat. <laughs> All right, last thing uh, I want to talk about before we move on to some other stuff. The Freemasons podcast also has a YouTube channel. Right now I have just a couple funny videos up there, but we're doing actually this episode i'm going to put on youtube as well as well as patreon there's a couple things we also do on patreon me and ken and joe have done it i think before when uh we're joe were you part of the uh the washington washington's rules and civility i was okay and me and ken have been as well we're also going to delve into uh morals in dogma as well uh mike can you just uh turn that fan down to low if you wouldn't mind beautiful thank you um sorry it's it's i can hear it through the headphones it's going it's okay. crazy so it's your show <laughs> we're just living in it yeah, here, here, we go. here we go all right so if you want to uh subscribe to the youtube channel you'll see we're going to be doing more and more live podcasts all right let's move on to the last thing the last time we had a podcast we picked the temperance card for Franklin's 13 Virtues. So, how did each one of you handle with temperance? I know Joe filled his bottles full of ginger ale, so he made everyone else in te- uh, perform temperance. That was my contribution. You're welcome, <laughs> all of you. But uh, what did you do for temperance? Which is basically, if you don't remember, it's eating not to be overstuffed and drinking not to elevation. How'd we do? Did well. Did all of the above. Been traveling a lot for work, so I've been in a car a lot and haven't really had time to to eat or drink. So it was pretty easy for me. What about you? Um, well, since Sunday, which was Father's Day, um, obviously I had a couple drinks on Father's Day. But actually, since then, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good, and I've been fasting every day, not eating breakfast. Of course, science used to tell us that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and now they're saying, no, you shouldn't eat until like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so somehow I've been doing it right my entire life. <laughs> so I continued with that and uh, haven't gained any weight this week. It keeps you looking young. It keeps, yeah, it keeps my skin. It's that glow. My pores nice. <laughs> that glow. Here we so go. So I've been doing okay. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say perfect. I'm probably like Ben Franklin level. All right. <laughs> that particular virtue, which he wasn't perfect with him either. He was actually horrible at that. Yeah, he was actually he was. pretty terrible. He was so. pretty terrible. <laughs> I've had a crazy week myself, so I've been high and dry all week. Yeah, I I really haven't eaten too much, and I really haven't drank too much. So, we're going to pick the next card. And I'm going to mix them up here. But in no particular order. And who hasn't picked the card yet? I don't think Rafferty has. Rafferty has. I say Raff. Uh, that's where I was going with anyway, but I didn't want to be rude and 
I don't think I have either. I mean, you didn't even give it a second. You didn't even give it a second. What is this? Cleanliness. Joe already lost. <laughs> <laughs> Cleanliness. Uh, if you only knew what I did to your glass. <laughs> <laughs> the card is cleanliness. And I will read it right from Benjamin Franklin's mouth as soon as I find it. I don't know about you guys, but it's like 7,000 degrees up here. I'm oh, God, a yeah. suit jacket. Like, I could really use a shower, so I'm <laughs> totally behind cleanliness right now. It's the first thing I'm doing when I go home. <laughs> Tolerate no uncleanliness in body, clothes, or habitation. It's pretty simple. Practice hygiene. Keep your clothes clean. Keep your home clean. Keep your office clean. Keep your teeth clean. Keep your ass clean. I added that one because it's important to keep your ass clean. Um, this is not only for your own health, but also how you present yourself to the world. So, I think it's pretty easy. Joe, you need to shower this week. I mean, we're generally clean people. Now there's that. Joe. Twice, never, maybe. Never mind. Never Twice, mind. maybe. Never mind. You know what? It's pretty easy, though. The end of the month is oh. here. <laughs> Gotta hit that quota. <laughs> All right. So, it's time to uh, do some manscaping. Oh. <laughs> Don't start that, please. Fire up the weed whacker. <laughs> All right. So, we are going, we are Facebook Live. So, what we are going to do is. Fire in your questions. Have we have any? Do we have any questions yet? Anybody uh, looking? You didn't even. You got the live thing. I got know. a lot of hi guys. What's up, everyone? Hello. Um, Send in your questions. I did get a question sent to me uh, regarding. Uh, where is it? Give me a second, and I'll. Well, while you're looking, the that biggest up, myths. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The biggest myths of Freemason. That the conspiracy theorists love to push. I what did one see that one. bothers you the most? Hmm. I would have to say if I would have to say that the one that bothers me the most is that Freemasons control the government and everything else. <laughs> that one's my number one. Because we all come from different walks of life. We are not yeah, we all come from different walks of life. There's no government overhead and everything. And, and actually, on one of the earlier podcasts where they were talking about the wall down in Mexico. And one of the Border Patrol agents was rocking a Masonic. Yep, I remember mm-hmm. that. It was in one of the press all conferences. All of a sudden, press, it was... And all of a sudden, yeah. it was the New World Order is trying to yeah. take over the world and keep you with inside so they can farm you out as cattle or whatever the hell the guy was talking about. That really bothers me because, you know, there's so much more to Freemasonry than just that. It's It's not... You see somebody with a Masonic ring and then you get, or, or a Masonic ring or a Masonic, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, lapel pin, and they they try to pervert it. Like, they try to make it bad. Like, it's just somebody who's proud of the fraternity. And to actually, like, try to twist it into some sort of weird conspiracy thing, that, that's, that's what bothers me. It's just what conspiracy theorists do. Yeah, unfortunately. Hmm. But that's the one that bothers me. I'm along the same lines as you. It's more so the devil-worshipping cult piece of it that, that really bugs me. Oh, here we go. Mine, now we got some Joe. questions got firing in That's here. mine, too. For whatever reason, people seem to, there's still people out there that seem to think that we're somehow aligned with devil-worshippers. Which, if you look at our symbolism and our ritual, at least that which the rest of the general public has seen doesn't talk about it 
even even in the ritual that I've seen, I am Mason. We haven't talked about Satan once. Nope. That Not I once. can remember. And I've also uh, made the correlation. I've made the correlation with uh, the York Rite and the Commander degrees. That's yep. actually a Christian only. Yep. Because one of the parts of the of the degree, just kind of basically, again, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but it talks about um, that you will wield your sword in defense of innocent maidens, destitute widows, you know, helpless orphans, and the Christian religion. Mm-hmm. You actually have to go. You have to write down it kind of like a, I don't know what you call it, manifesto or whatever, or basically, I don't know what you would call it. I don't remember doing that. Oh, yeah. You have to answer questions. And one of the questions is, will you, if you were to defend, you know, something in the name of religion, would you prefer the Christian religion? So, I I, I still yet to see any type of devil worshipping mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, in, in the Commandery versus Blue Lodge and all the other Masonic appended bodies, there's a lot more religious Christian overtones in it. There's a lot more scripture. There's a lot more yeah, even in stories from the Bible. But we're not dancing with Satan. In no. any of them. <laughs> that plus on every in every lodge, there's a sacred text of law, a Although, sacred book of law, whether it be the Bible, the Koran, the Torah. What, what did you say? No, no, continue. I'm oh, listening okay. to you. All right. I see that smirk over there. What smirk? Him? You smile? Did you change my voice on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I, I have not touched the board. I don't... If I end up... over here, though. If I end up with the munchkin voice out of all this, then... <laughs> oh, my kid's watching. Hi, Georgie. But yeah, there's the, so that sacred book of uh, law on, on the altar in every open lodge, so it's... Again, I've also we've we've talked about it. We don't worship, you know, the devil. The devil's never been brought up in any of our rituals. However, we do have a ginger here in the room. Yeah. Um, well, that's he okay. No I, I have no soul. Right. So. <laughs> what what I tell you yeah, about I'm talking like back there? Here, let me swivel you around. So, My kid's on. He's watching. So, Hi, this is brother Mike Messer. Um, I, I've gotten asked maybe. 30 times in the 12 years I've been a mason. Right up to the mic. That, um, that, oh, I don't know anything. That, yes, we drink blood at all the major degrees of uh, masonry. And if I haven't done it, I'm not a true mason. I'm like, um, are you reading Dan Brown again? Because yeah, no, none of that he's happens. full of crap. That's uh, on the 360th degree. <laughs> all right, let's yeah, move on to some other questions. We got, them, we got them flying in here. Oh, all good, right. good, good, good. Brandon Sanders. What do you guys think is the best way to bring younger generation of Freemasonry? In my opinion, exactly what we're doing right here. It's a bunch of Masons up here, hanging out, just chopping it up. We're talking. We're just shooting the breeze. And, you know, we're putting it out to the world that this is what this is how you bring them in. And, again, we're, you know, I, I've made the mention before. There are many Masonic podcasters. I think there's over, I think it's 30. It's like 30 yeah, or 40. Yeah, they've been popping up quite a bit over the last quite a six bit. months. Some of them are very informative. They are extremely informative. Um but we kind of took it another way. We're being funny. We're cracking ginger jokes. We got a puppet that ridicules me on on the regular, and right it's it's fun. So and you're really gonna work that ginger thing into every answer, aren't you? <laughs> every single answer so the original. ginger thing. I'm gonna try like hell until it gets stagnant, and then I'll end it, and then I'll make fun of the fact that you're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Ask my clothes. Yes, uh, I, I'm aware. I saw that. It's not even a real country. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. So I got one from Joe Oxley. 
<laughs> How do you address each other in public, especially if you've recognized someone from Grand Lodge? Is it still brother, or is it their name? You guys want to take it first? For me, it depends. Or you want me to if it's it? just him and there's not a crowd around, I will refer to him as brother. You're always safe with brother, whether they're a member of Grand Lodge, if they're a right worshipful, you're always safe with brother. But if there's other people around, I'll be careful, and I'll just usually refer to them by name, only because maybe the people they're with aren't aware. Um, like, for instance, my in-laws don't know that I'm a Freemason because they're one of those people that believe we're devil worshipers. So if somebody were to come up, if I were out to dinner with them and say, hey, Brother Joe, mm-hmm. uh, they might start asking questions. Um, mm-hmm. So usually, for me, it depends on the setting and who's around. Uh, I've always, and again, I'll plug it while I'm on it, uh, George Washington's rules of civility and decent behavior in social settings. Pleasant or company. or Pleasant company. I don't have the book in front of me. Like but anyway, it's a long title. But I we do that on Patreon. There's lots of words that you can't and pronounce. <laughs> We're getting you a picture book version of it. <laughs> All right. Can't hopefully. give him the crayons because like he eats guys shaking <laughs> each other's hands, taking their hats but off. But we do it on Patreon. And uh, basically, one of the things that George Washington said of rules and civility and decent behavior was that you always... Re- re- you always speak to somebody according to their title. Every time, no matter if it's in a public or Masonic setting, I always refer to people as their title. As, as their title. Uh, I spoke to uh, uh, Brother Mike Adams before on the phone, and I always, the minute he, he minute he picks up, said, right, Worshipful, how are you doing? Every single time. I try to, anyway. Yeah, see, I, I do the exact same thing. I'll call him right, Worshipful, no matter what. Mm. Unless he tells me, hey, don't call me that. Yeah. in front of my friends or whatever because I'm one of those Masons that don't like to let everybody know that I'm a Freemason. That's an interesting point you brought up, though. I never even thought about that. Like, I'm, I'm always first to use somebody's title just as a sign of respect. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I don't really like my in-laws, so if you want to get them upset, that's totally fine. All right. It shall be so. I'm terrible I'm at remembering first names. <laughs> so if I know so your brother, brother. Hey, brother. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, that's what you said to me before. Yep. All right. Nick, let's fire another question in here. What else I we got, got Raph? You got him in front of you? Joe. Here, I'm going to. Brother Mike I'm, Messner. I'm going to pull me, a dude. George. I'm going to butcher your last name just intentionally. How's that? What's up? Uh, what was your most successful fundraiser? Ooh. That's a good one. Ooh. I would have to say I like his response. I would have to say Morning Stars would be probably our car show. I think. Oh, Raph, you want to talk about it? You're Mr. Car Show guy. Um, our car show, this is going to be our third annual this year, the end of September. Um, we kind of started it Here's contact information. as <laughs> uh, thrown it together in three months and uh, pulled it off. We had 67 cars, the first car show overcast rainy day and everybody was willing to run with it again we gave the kids at the school i think seven hundred dollars the first year Hmm. the following year we doubled the attendance last year we doubled the attendance and i think at this point we're a little over giving the kids three thousand dollars wow that's fantastic i also if i if i may just want to interrupt uh joseph schultz actually wrote he said uh what up bitches and that's probably a puppet joe uh (laughs) 
Puppet Joe? No, it's Puppet Joe. Uh, Puppet, uh, Puppet Joe. Yeah, you're not turning this on me. Damn. Puppet Joe. Uh, he said, the order of the Eastern Star always draws the attention of the inverted pentagram, which equals devil worship. Okay, let's get into that. That's uh, the only one I've ever It's seen. actually That's the Order of the Eastern Star, 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 which has actually, it's, a depend, it's not even a pending body of Freemasonry. It's actually women and men who, it's, it's separate from Freemasonry. So it's not mainstream Freemasonry. Secondly, the uh, inverted star is actually the Seal of Solomon. We've talked about it on prior podcasts, uh, that the Seal of Solomon is an inverted star within a circle. Um, it was basically demonized by the Catholic Church because Jews... Uh, used that symbol. It's actually a Jewish symbol. One of the Jewish symbols of King Solomon. So, so the easiest so way facto, to denounce some other religion is to say... To demonize. That's pretty much what the Catholic yeah, Church has done the since devil likes that. day one, which is why still geometric. people who are members of the Catholic Church are actually excommunicated because they are Freemasons, which we don't do that. We don't really judge you on your religion. Yeah. We kind of... You know, as long as you're a good person, we let you in, pretty much. So, anyway, I'd like to go back just go for back a minute because Steve. Uh, Sorry, I just want to clarify. That. Steve Spears just threw up. How did we double the attendance of the car show? And I was trying to type it out, but I typed slow. <laughs> um. So, as far as doubling it, we uh, advertised twice as much easily. Mm-hmm. Attended. Every car show, cruise night in the area. And we also got a local radio personality involved. Um, just to come to the show was a big get. The guy is a awesome, awesome guy for cars. Uh, loves doing the fundraisers. And uh, we had great weather the following, the second year, which is a big bonus uh, all the trophies that we get are made by the kids in the shop. So they're heavy, but they're big, and everybody really liked them. Um, and just each year we're going to improve on it. We uh, have a questionnaire that we do. We keep an email list of everyone that comes to the show that wants to give us the email. So could we let them know that it's coming up again? Um, just... You take as much in as you can from each event and try to improve on that and use the input from the people who are there and who regularly go to the car shows and cruise nights. And uh, I'm hoping we double it again this year. Uh, you know, it takes a large effort, though. It's not just oh, absolutely. You know, it's not just you doing it. Like no. I'm, I'm not taking any credit, no. discredit from you because you kind of grabbed the bull by the horns by this one. But it it. You know, you need you know two or three guys to kind of get behind you and really dr- grab a hold of this thing because you know our car show is very intricate. You kind of set the whole thing up. You talk to the school. You do all that stuff. Then maybe somebody else is on a food truck or you know kind of give the. Oh, this year, this year it's completely. The first year I kind of threw it out there and everybody goes, "Well, yeah, we can do a car show. Go ahead and do it." <laughs> <laughs> That's that usually true. how it works. And, right. sounds familiar. and everybody was willing to show up the day of the show. Nobody really knew what to do before that. And I kind of kind of didn't know that much about it myself. Kind of winged it. The second year, I definitely had the complete lodge willing to do everything. Uh, I still kind of 
took the bull by the horns again and got everything done. This year, I kind of learned how to delegate. And uh, I've given everybody who's been willing to take something, and I've actually kind of threw a couple things on people's laps and said, uh, you're coming to the car show, right? Actually, Dan, I threw him on the bus. (laughs) Dan, you're uh, coming to the car show. Yeah, why? You are now in charge of the food. And it's easy because we have uh, food trucks coming to it, and he actually knows two out of the three food trucks. Cool. Very cool. All right. Adam Stoddard. Italians food trucks, right? Yes. (laughs) Adam Stoddard. What place have you been with Masonic ties that you recognize and made it special? Maybe a place kind of hidden in plain sight. Things like in D.C. or a stone in the Newport Tower. Or just an old building with a stone with a a master's mark. Hmm. Um, Our basement right here. Number one, I just want to clarify that there's no... I've been to the Newport Tower multiple times. I I find it fascinating. I am a firm believer that it was built by the Knights Templar, but there is I just there's no definitive evidence of that. So there's no square and compass. There's no Templars anything on there. So it's all kind of just speculation. So I want to be clear about that. Uh, the place that I've been that you know is special to me is I got two places. Uh, this building that we are in, we've talked about it before, is actually built by Carlos French, who was a Freemason, and he built it named after the Humphreys Building, which is Xavier Humphreys, who died while he was master of Morningstar Lodge in office. He actually died as the Worshipful Master, and it was named after him. Um, and the, the other place that I've been, I've been to quite a few, but the other place that I found absolutely breathtaking, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, the House of the Temple in D.C., mind-blowing that place was amazing Mm -hmm. the washington memorial masonic memorial is also incredible too so uh mike orchin alchin the newport tower is a tower in newport rhode island that is speculated that it looks like the foundation of a templar round church and it's way older than it should be way based older. on where it's located in the United States colonies. It also has a lot of astrological alignments, part of the holes in the wall that actually align to uh, Venus, the winter solstice, and the summer sol- solstice. I can never say that word. Don't start, <laughs> Joe. Surprising. I just want to be clear on that. So, But uh, that's, that's what I have for that. Um, I actually drove past a pretty cool site. Um, Got detoured off of, <clears throat> I think it was in Fort on 495 in Massachusetts. Took me through the town of Westford, which kind of sticking on your your Templar theme. There's something in in Westford called the Westford Knight, and it's actually a, a stone that has what looks like, and it, it's 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 extremely weathered. Looks like it has a carving of a Templar sword and shield, huh. uh, and the cross right on it, and it's. It's like right in the center of town in Westford on, I think it's Depot Street, but it's one of those things that's come up a few times. They think it's potentially a, a Sinclair that's buried there that came huh. over on a, a doomed expedition that's probably around the same time as the Newport Tower was built if you buy into to that logic, but it's a pretty cool thing. It, it's really hard to see nowadays uh, just because it's out in the elements. It's not covered up. But if you, if you look at it, you can kind of still make it out, but there's some older pictures where it looks really cool. And it's 
pretty clear to me that it looks like a, a Templar cross uh, on a shield and uh, a sword there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Rocco just uh, also posted Sturbridge Village in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. There's a lodge room yes. up on the uh, second floor. That I've never seen, but I've heard, and it, 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 it sounds pretty cool. I just heard uh, about a month ago that my son next year... I think the the third grade class goes to see Old Sturbridge Village. I'm like, here's what you're gonna have a great time there. I was there when I was a kid, but here's what you got to do. You got to find this lodge room for Daddy. Report back. Report back. Brothers, I was told. I don't know if this is true. Thank you. Um, I was always told because my father used to go there every couple of years that if you show a dues card at the gate, someone supposedly will recognize you and let you go up. It's supposed to be up on I think on top of a tavern. And it's still, it's not set up as a working lodge, but you can see how it was set up when it was a working lodge. And also, every year when I go up to Vermont, we take Old 8 to Old 7, there's this uh, huge, gigantic lodge somewhere in Mass. I can't tell you the town off the top of my head, but it looks bigger than the New Haven building. It's no longer a Masonic lodge because it was sold a year or two ago, but this building was like two times the size of the New Haven Lodge, which is, I think, isn't New Haven one of the biggest in the state, George? What's that? New Haven Lodge. Is that the biggest one in the state, the building? <sighs> I don't particularly know because there are many other buildings. Uh, are you talking about actually like air, square? I'm saying the size of the actual outside of the building. No, I don't, I don't believe know. so. Okay. I was saying it's like t this building was twice the size of New Haven. I'm like. I don't want to know That's what they were doing in it or how big this room is because I've never gone into it. And the other one I'd like to see, you were talking about Sturbridge, I'd like to see the one downtown in Manhattan that's got uh, the Ooh. skyscraper that's got, what, three or four different lodges in it? Grand Lodge in New York. All I don't right. know if it's Grand Lodge. Let's move on. we got a couple other questions here. Do you guys have any ancestors that were Freemasons? Me? No. I am the first. I'm the first in my family as well. As far as I know, I'm the first in my family, but I haven't really done too much genealogy, so I don't know for sure. I'm pretty certain, though. I am the first male in Freemasonry. My grandmother was part of the Eastern Star. Hmm. Very cool. I personally am a third generation. This is Mike Messner. And um, we actually trace back my grandfather's grandfather was back, and his half-brother um, in the same home lodge actually started from about... 100 years before my grandfather was in. Dan also wrote that he's the first as well. That's because we don't have any records from Italy. I just want to throw that out there. Now, just a question. Are you a first-generation member of the Lollipop Guild? Or <laughs> is that... Uh, All right. right. Just We're going to start that shit again. Hey, right. you, you, you drew <laughs> first blood, was that? not me. The Lollipop Guild. I drew first blood. The Lollipop Guild. What guild? The Lollipop Guild. In the name of the Oh my God! All right, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we should probably we before start. we get into other questions, we should probably explain for those watching live that you know they're looking around the room and Raph's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm wearing a oh, Hawaiian yeah. shirt. Ken's in a suit. I took off got my George Hawaiian. over here. So I took off my Hawaiian shirt. It, it, was, it was supposed to be Hawaiian shirt night, but it was. I, I feel like it's more Fantasy Island because. <laughs> Ken's in a suit, he'd be Mr. Rourke, and George would, of course, be Tattoo. You blame. You blame. And uh, the only problem with this, Joe, is I get all your jokes. I know. I'm we have a for him. But he didn't even know who the Lollipop oh, Guild was. Exactly. Above his school age. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. That's Go okay. ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to. Uh, I was just. Uh, he had to take off the shirt because his son was going to bed and he needed his pajamas back. Well, it's got a flamingo <laughs> on it. I think it's a Garanimal. <laughs> Google it for those in other countries. I don't know if they have those in New Zealand or I'd, Canada. I'm just wondering what the strength on those buttons is on your shirt, though. I'm just extra strength. Man. I was just wondering, is that like paracord or or woven with Kevlar? Rivets. You're trying Rivets. Rivets. Oh, way wow. too yeah, hard. Yeah, exactly. Now. He's really you're really trying scraping the bottom. It's of the not working. Right. Oh, so let's move on. Right. Yeah. Are you looking for a smock for a class or something? I got <laughs> nothing. I got nothing tonight. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, I know you guys. Uh, this is from Brittany Eberg. Uh, I know you guys oh, did a Brittany. podcast on famous Freemasons. Is there a famous Freemason history that inspired you to become a Mason? It was me. <laughs> uh, or a Freemason from history that just inspires you? I would go with uh, my favorite was always uh, uh, George Washington. I was always a big fan of Ben Franklin. You go around Philadelphia. There's so many things he was involved in. Whether it was the public library, the fire department, the post office. Like, that guy left his mark all over Philadelphia, probably in more ways than one. <laughs> but um, definitely, like, the, the city's built around him. I, uh, I like George Washington because one of my favorite stories about it is when the Continental Congress was sitting down and trying to figure out who's going to run the Continental Army. This guy shows up in full military regalia mm -hmm. and just sat there. He didn't actually say, hey, I want to do it. He just sat there. And he, I think he was like, what, six foot four? Yeah, he, he was, was an imposing he was tall. guy. Yeah. So, so he was my not, size. He was a uh, he was a pretty tall dude. Um, just showing up in military, he didn't say a word. Just sat in the back corner, and then they, oh, let's pick him. Like, <laughs> pick and, the guy uh, with the sword. Yeah, pick the guy in the fanciest clothes. That's why but, I wore my suit tonight. But <laughs> the reason why I like it is because he was able to sit there and make an impression without speaking a word, and that's why I, that's one of the things I loved about him. Um, that he was always my favorite. What do you I'm, I'm going to be boring and say George Washington as well. He's mm. yeah, one of my I favorites. Mean, he's a lot of people's hero. Hum a very humble creature. Yep, very humble man. What about you? I got nobody. Me. Didn't look into. <laughs> I inspire everyone. Yeah. Right, worshipful brother George. This is my show. My inspiration. Uh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Steven Spears, do you guys hold the table lodge at St. John's Day at your lodge? Actually, no. We don't hold it at St. John's Day. Um, actually, me and Brother Messner are going up to... Uh, are you going? No, never mind. You're not part of the Grand Commandery. Never mind. I apologize. Uh, I have a Grand Commandery meeting. Actually, I am, but you did tell me the address for Sunday. Oh, I'll give it to you afterward. Um, 425 Main we do, Street. We do celebrate... St. John's Day, I do it with Templars. Our lodge, very long, long time ago, used to actually not do a table lodge, but we did. We celebrated St. John's Day where we would go to uh, a church. They hired a clergyman. It's all in the minutes and everything, and they would actually do a St. John's Day um, church service. I don't think we've ever held table lodge on St. John's Day. I know, um, I don't want to say his actual full name, but Father Joe is a clergyman himself. Yes. He holds a St. John's Day service. That's where I'm going Sunday. That's the one I that's thought that might I'm going be the to. one. Yeah, I'll probably be there too. 
Um, Michael Alchin wants to know where Puppet George is. Uh, he'll make an appearance before the end. He's, I'm he's sure. on a timeout. He's, he's, he's got a timeout. He's on a timeout. Watching us with his beady little eyes. Joe, does it bother you that the puppet's more famous than you are? <laughs> no. More popular? Does it bother you that I'm like a foot taller than you are? <laughs> While you're sitting down? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Michael Alchin said, uh, Don Bradman sealed the deal for me. Famous Aussie. Cool. Don't take your shot, George. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see here. What do we got for other questions? Come on, fire them in here. Let's see here. Um, I'm not seeing him on mine, but yeah, there's Puppet George. He's floating around here somewhere. He's on delay. No, oh, he's on delay. He's he's sitting on an obelisk. Gotta put him back in the box. Like. Back in the box. There was another question I'm looking back for right now. Was it? I think I just mispronounced obelisk. I think this guy's starting to rub off on me, Joe. I, I could spell it. I'm not going to. It's like misspelling through osmosis. Yeah. Another word he can't say. Yeah. Or the osmosis, good one. Greetings from St. John's number two in Delaware. Very cool. Hello, brother. What's going Was on? Was it the uh, Joe Schultz's question? I am moving that mic, Raph. I'm doing it intentionally. Uh, I am Worshipful Master Elect in my lodge, and I am getting installed for next year. What is your best advice for a new master? Also, what would you avoid? That's a good one. All right. I think uh, I'll start it off, I guess. Um, I'm trying to look for that, uh, that post so I can read it back to make sure. I think for me, um, things I would avoid would be um, causing disharmony, and that's part of the thing of being a master is to keep harmony in your lodge. You need to, at one point, you know, be stern when you need to be stern, but also make sure that you appease the brothers at the same time. The last thing you want to do is come in there and, um, for lack of better words, just just be nasty and kind of oh, I'm the boss and this is what I do and everything it's not how it works it's not it's my show <laughs> but in all seriousness you don't want to to go into a lodge and basically now that you're the commander in chief so to speak you're the worship master go into a lodge and try to think that you're going to impose your will and do things I've actually there's a um, there's a not a story, but there's actually something that uh, where a part of the commandery where they had the the commander had come in, and again I'm not disclosing commanders or anything, but a commandery a com commander came in and said, "This is what's going to be done, and you will do this. I order you to do this." Uh, it depends on what you're ordering, dude. Like you got to be very careful. Um, so keeping harmony to me, I think, would be the most important thing to do. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the other half of that question? You got it up in front of you, ref? No, I was looking for other questions. Um, yeah. What would you do and what would you avoid? I what would you avoid? Yeah. Um, I would absolutely do a program. Don't just have a meeting where you come in and you, you know, just have a meeting, do the minutes, do the bills, call on the wardens, go home. It's not what I would do. Do something fun. Give everyone a reason. Again, I will refer back to one of the earlier podcasts of the five different, uh, my 
no, my coined five different reasons why men join Freemasonry. They all come for reasons. One being my family was in here. Two, I'm military. I'm bored. I got no. I'm military. I missed the the fraternity of it. Three, History Channel baby. I love the mystery of it. Four, being um, the I'm retired. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean old. I'm just retired and I got nothing better to do. I want to join a social club. And all these, and I have a fifth one, but all of these, I'm just giving you examples. Listen to the episode if you want to hear it. All of these things people draw to. And, you know, if if you join because my father was a Mason, that lodge should, you know, specifically pick that brother out and say, let's do something about his father. It doesn't take, it's not, doesn't take a lot of information, mm. you know, to, to find out, you know, a, a past brother. I've done it on my own. Uh, military, they want the camaraderie. They want the, the, the brotherhood of it. Things like this. Just sitting in a room, just shooting it after the lodge. You have to keep them there. That's half the problem. It's not so much getting them in the door. It's keeping them there. So that, to me, would be my advice as a master is to do programs. Ask a brother, hey, why did you join? Well, hmm. I was interested in the symbols on the back of the dollar bill. Do a whole, do a whole program on the symbols on the back of the dollar bill. Yep. Even if they're, even if half of these conspiracy things are BS, that's why he joined. That's what he wants to know about. Yeah, and lean on your historian too, because you'd Absolutely. be surprised how much your lodge historian knows and how much they can contribute or even, you know, participate in those programs. I'd also say, adding to that. In terms of programs, take the temperature of your lodge brothers before you get into the east. So while you're making your plans and while you're scheduling your stated communications and while you're trying to figure out what your theme for the year is going to be and what those programs are going to consist of, you know, try to get the consensus of the brothers, take their temperature on what they want to hear about, and then align everything towards that. And that's how you're going to get the brothers that are active and uh, the brothers that might not come to lodge very often and that's how you're going to get their buy-in mm. uh raf you want to read off joe oxley's because uh i don't have those are not live those no are these are ones that i've received through the week uh why do some masons wear all types of jewelry and clothing to signify that they are a mason while others do not like to mention that they are masons hmm. all personal opinion it really comes down to personal choice that's exactly what i was going to say it's really, it's just a personal choice. I take uh, pride in it. You know, I, I like flashing, you know, Masonic rings and Masonic, you know, symbols and shirts and stuff like that because I'm proud of what we are. You know, there's other people that, not that they're not proud that they're Freemasons, but they believe that we are a, you know, society of secrets. We're not a secret society. We're a society of secrets. And they, they take pride in the fact that it's, they want to keep it that way. And they don't want to be so much out in the forefront. Yeah. It's just well, Joe wants to keep harmony in his family, so he doesn't, you know, want to rub it in his in-laws' faces <laughs> that he's wearing a Masonic ring or that something. is true too. Everybody's situation, yeah, he kind of does. But everybody's That's a whole different. different situation. I've got a couple members of my family who are, I wouldn't say they're anti-Masonic, but they're a little squeamish because they don't know anything about it. Even right. though I've tried several times to explain it to them, they're they're you know not as willing to to hear my side of it. But 
I kind of like to a certain extent I like seeing people squirm I like to get them out of their element a little bit I don't like to be mean I'm not trying to be mean about it but I'll wear like my Knights Templar shirt <laughs> or something like it doesn't have square encompasses and stuff but it's got you know the, the, the cross and the crown and people will ask me oh hey what's what's that about you know my cousins and I'll say well it's a it's an appendant body of Freemasonry it's Knights Templar and then they're more willing to talk about it so Depends on who you are. Joseph Schultz, he has a great one. How do you wear your rings? Points in or out? This one is always up for debate. I well, love off. this one. <laughs> I have always been my 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 screen's frozen. Give me one it's fine. Um, I'm sure it's up there. Don't it's worry, it'll be, be up, up there, there at some now. point. Um, I have always been, and this is just, uh, again, this is not written in stone. It's every lodge is different. Every grand commander, I'm not speaking for any grand commander. I'm not speaking for any grand lodge jurisdiction. It's, it's per Mason, per, you know, but I've always liked the tradition of if you've received light, the points of the compasses are facing you. If you have served as master and brought someone to light, the points are pointed out. That's the way I've had it, but there's no set rule. But that's the way I've always followed it. So my uh, <laughs> brother Joseph, my points are out. My points are in. I like to remind myself of my obligation, even though I've brought them to light. Personal opinion. See, yeah. I, I take an even different approach to both of you. Is I don't look at my ring when I put it on. It's <laughs> <laughs> completely random. However, it could, no. It's but listen, let me let me finish. It, it's. One of those things where if I put it on and I, I find that it's facing me, it reminds me of my obligations. I'm going to do something yeah. consistent with my day. obligations. If it's facing out, then it's like, all right, here's a day. It's it's my turn to give light to somebody, to give that information. And um, it's funny. It, it's, it always seemed to work out where on days where I needed it facing in, it was facing in. And on days where I felt like I had something to add and I could help somebody become a, a better man or a better mason it was facing out so that's kind of how i've done it all right uh michael alchin actually writes ken i believe i asked a question that you could answer last night <laughs> i have no idea and i'm scared yeah even so yeah I, I wasn't very forthcoming with my answer either i just i was trying to be funny on the facebook page so he is concerned Mm-hmm. That his feline may have a serious medical condition. <laughs> oh, there we go. And this is based on there the fact go. that apparently, I mean, I don't know how you smell a cat's breath. I don't go anywhere near my we're cats because cat they're little, they're little stuff terrorists, again, right? There we go. But he smelled his cat's breath, and it smells a little stinky. So I guess my question is, I need I need to ask a, a clarifying question, Brother Mike Alchin. Um, does your cat's breath smell like just nasty cat food, or does it smell? <laughs> Oh you know, like God. garbage or decay or something like that. I can't because then we might have right a now. gingivitis issue. So just, you know, clarify uh, that for me on the Facebook page, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can with my oh my, um, my veterinary advice. And that got the ball rolling this last is, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's And then there was sparked this whole that, There were claims of gingivitis going around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then it just turned into a Firestorm! Oh I actually posted it, the pic, really the takes. gif of Game of Thrones where the dragons just burning everything down because that's exactly what it was like all day. It was yeah. I posted one of a carpet bombing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. Like, oh my god! And it was nonstop, nonstop all, right. all day. All right, so, well, all night for them, I guess. But all kidding aside, take care of that cat, Mike. 
You out? I'm out. You're out. Past right. my bedtime. Go ahead, Ken. Say some words because I shut his mic down. Hello. Nope, you're off. Okay. Wrong mic. Got it. I got the right mic now. All right. Diana says your hair's on point, Ken. Is it really? It kind of feels like it's flopping over a little bit. I it's think she meant Raph. She might have meant Joe. I think she meant your hair. And the camera's kind of pointed at Joe. Thank you, Diana. Appreciate that. See you later. Raph, good to see you, my brother. I have another question on here. Oh, come on, man. Oh, shut that now my hair is on point. I work all day on my hair. What do you do? You hit it. You hit my hair. You want to get me back? One poor shot for you. <laughs> good night, brothers. I'm out, too. I got to go. Uh, Steven Spears writes, how would you all feel about taking inputs on your favorite Mason and why for a future podcast? Not not to be asked now, just an idea. I don't quite understand what he means by that. How would you all feel about taking inputs on your favorite Mason and why? Oh, taking inputs from the listeners, I, I'm assuming? from, from well, like people. their favorite like Masons? Feedback? Or that they're going to tear our choices apart. <laughs> I, I think he means like taking input as in from you know listeners right. chiming and everything but uh, totally fine with that I mean you always say give us feedback yeah absolutely tell I, us what you want to hear tell us what you want us to improve tell us what you like what you hate yeah freaking I love the questions like I love all the input from ever, from all of it so Rocco Alf- Alfonsetti said uh, we like the bling that's why we wear the rings but. that's true I, I did become a jewelry man after I became a Mason. All right. So we got about 10 minutes left. So really left for Raph. Water in the window. Water in the window. That was a hell of a shot. Yeah. There, huh? Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, one of the things I actually wanted to start doing, which I thought would be, uh, we're going to do that on Patreon, is a segment that I want to do. Oh boy! And uh, brother Ken, can you? Uh, would you mind taking this one? Um. Okay. So it was something that we discussed earlier today. And great you, idea. I, I was at work. You were at work, but you drive for a living, so you can have ideas and think about them, and then you can recall <laughs> them later on in the evening. I, however, have a job that requires Hi, Mike. To pour my entire brain into a jar, and then I forget everything. <laughs> So let me see if I can recall what we spoke about. So we mm-hmm. talked about a Patreon-only segment, mm-hmm. and I believe it was going to be a skit. It's going to be a skit. And it was going to be loosely or wholly based on a particular national public radio mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Whose line is it anyway? Yes. Can I say that? Are we going to get sued? Yes. Probably. Okay. No, parody. We're my, parody is pretty My counsel told me that we're going to get sued. We're so we calling might want to strike it, that from the record. Whose ritual is it anyway? Whose ritual is it anyway? And that we're going to be, uh, we're going to try to do as much imprompt as we can. We're going to have the questions ahead of us. And we're going to do something along those lines. And it's going to be Patreon only. It's going to be funny as hell. We're going to try our best anyway. But then we got Joe. He ruins everything. So. He comes up with the Whatever. best singers, though. What happened to your hair? Yeah. Raph messed it up on the way out. 
Why do you think I'm so quiet? How does it look really good again? Off. It looks good again. Nah, it looks like hell a minute ago. It looks like just David happened. Hasselhoff on on Baywatch right now. It's just like windblown yeah, hair. Yeah, get the here. fan going. And I want to be in slow mo all the time with the fan blowing on me. It's like it's like when there's a glitch in the Matrix. Uh, like I just looked at him a second ago and he looked like you know holy hell, and then I like Christ. looked back and he looks beautiful and like there was no <coughs> intervening moment it's where my he could have fixed ginger powers. Oh, God Lord. All right. So, what are you putting your hair? A secret. Okay. <laughs> I know Product. About, I know all about not asking about secrets. We know Product. what Gideon puts in his hair. If you want to see, <laughs> you know, we're going to see that. Go yes, on Patreon. All right. So, I think we're going to wrap this one up. We've been doing it for uh, almost an hour now. What do you think? Has it been an hour already? It's been an hour already. 55 like, minutes and 10 I seconds. I feel like we didn't say anything at all. I feel like we didn't say anything at all. Yeah. Today was just a little <laughs> listener interaction. and Yeah. No. Yeah. In honor of George, it was a little show. <laughs> Very nice. All right. You called so, me fat. I didn't call you fat. You insinuated. I didn't insinuate. Puppet George did. And he just no, said that you. you liked Oreos. That's all he said. And then he. the next question was, we know you like Oreos, but do you like ginger snaps? That was the only thing that was brought up. Just let the listeners decide on that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got over there, Ken? What do we got? Uh, was it Michael Alchin that said that? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. He's a troublemaker. He was saying that you put maple syrup in your hair. It's a oh, Canadian <laughs> trick. Actually, I use... Well, it uh, sounds like strikingly so feasible. a Canadian shot, which is fine. Oh, my It's God. actually um, freshly squeezed kiwis that I put in my hair. Wow. Eh? Uh, imported from New Zealand, his home country. Uh, and, uh, you know... It's quite it's interesting. Big, it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. They've got Kiwis there. They play soccer. You know, I love how Joe can dig not on. only on George and the brothers in this room, but also our fans. I will absolutely. And I, you know, that's one of my favorite works. things is that after we're done with the podcast, they listen to it. It's like, bam, that community page explodes with just, especially when it's usually with Joe ridiculing me and breaking my stones. Yeah. He's been actually pretty docile, this podcast. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I used the wrong word. Here we go. I wasn't trying to start Here something. Here we go. Yes, <laughs> he's, yes been pretty chill. he's been pretty chill tonight. Well, it's, you know, I've been attacked all day. It's, it's kind of tiresome. <laughs> and then Raph messed up my hair, so I'm really mad. Raph did mess up your hair. I'm really upset about it. So that. Joe has the best so hair. You guys were also all in lodge together prior to this podcast, too, right? So you're all he feeling the up. brotherly he love. Up. Oh, he, he showed up showed late. Up with shirt, he just showed right? up with the shirt. All right. Well, never mind. Hey, man. My I said I'd be here at 8.30. All right. What do you say we wrap this up, guys? All right. Did you say I? He said I. Oh, oh, I. Never mind. I thought you were making a Canadian crack. That's all. No, I wasn't. All right. So, for the Freemasons podcast, I am right Worshipful Brother George Mudry signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone.